Hi everyone, welcome back to Crew Chats with Jen. I have Bianca here with me, um, and we're here for another interview episode. So, and we have video this time. So, Bianca, do you want to introduce yourself with like your year, your major, and where you're from? Yeah. Hi everyone. I'm Bianca Tung. I am a second year on the women's rowing team, and my major is political science. I'm from Arinda, which is like NorCal, so pretty close yeah <laughs> yeah actually we don't live too far from each other we live really close yeah. to each other actually like yeah. 15 minutes <laughs> exactly um and also bianca is one of the coxswains on our team so that is a fun fact about her <laughs> <laughs> okay so i guess we'll jump right into it um so what was like your athletic background before you started rowing so i played sports for a good portion before mm. i started with karate for a little while and then I swam Mm -hmm. and played golf and then for like four years I played soccer so like club team and then I stopped playing soccer in freshman year and then sophomore year I joined of high school of of high school yeah (laughs) wow so you've like really done it all not really. I mean, <laughs> I feel like you've played a lot of sports. That's a lot. Yeah. I feel like all of the coxswains are on our team are like pretty athletic. I think yeah, no, the coxswains on our team are like Junie, Sam, yeah. Nicole, yeah, everyone yeah. works out. Do you feel like that's typical or no? For like other coxswains that you've known? I would say not really. Not no. really. Okay. I mean, of course, there are always people who will work out, mm-hmm. but like, I wouldn't say, oh, every single coxswain works out. So, what brought you to rowing and like what inspired you to try it? I first discovered rowing in sixth grade on the newspaper. Okay. And then they, it was Oakland Strokes. So, that's okay. the team I rowed for. Yeah. And they had these one week camps throughout the school year mm-hmm. and throughout summer. And so, I joined it in sixth grade once and I was like, Mm, okay, I mm-hmm. think I'm okay. And then okay. I came back in eighth grade because I moved to Rinda. Okay. And so because the San Pablo Reservoir, I think it was a summer camp there, so like for a week, so I joined that again. And then after that, I was kind of like, well, I'm, I think I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> but then freshman year, I quit soccer. I was like, well, I miss like being on a team mm-hmm. and being athletic and doing these things. So I think I'll just try rowing. Okay. And I tried. Yeah. So third time's the charm. <laughs> yeah, third time's really the charm. Wow, that's so interesting that you like, yeah, tried it so many times and you're like, no. Yeah, no, I, like actually it's really funny because the first time, I, after the very first day, I was like, this is not for me. I got in the car, I was like sixth grade. I was yeah. like, this is not it. I'm never joining rowing. Like, yeah. no. As a sixth grade. I mean, yeah. I can't believe that they do that for sixth graders. I know. Like, that's so young. It's, it was so funny, honestly. Wow. Yeah. So, were you, like, immediately, like, a coxswain in sixth grade? Or you tried, like, rowing? No, I actually tried rowing. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So, you didn't like, you didn't like rowing? No, I did not. Okay. But what's funny is that when I joined again sophomore year, I started again as a rower. So what do you feel like was different, like, the third time? Just the fact that you weren't on the soccer team anymore? Or, like, did you like the people on your team better? I honestly, I think I joined the third time because I really committed to it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I actually want to, like, give it my all this time instead of, oh, it's just, like, a one-week program. Yeah. So before I didn't really, like, have anything attached to it, but then yeah. I was like, well, I'm investing myself, like, my okay. time in this. So. so you just decided, I'm going to do this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do this. So I started, I was like, okay, yeah. let's just, yeah. Okay, interesting. 
Um, so my next question was, was your connection to the sport instant, or do you think it took some time to develop? <laughs> Which I feel like we've seen. Yeah. The first two times didn't work out, but the third time did. Mm-hmm. So, um, so okay, so you started coxing. Okay, when did so you started coxing the third time you tried? Or after a little bit? Or when did you decide to do that? I had a full novice fall. Wow. Which I guess isn't really saying much, to be honest. Okay. But I finished the fall quarter as a rower. Mm-hmm. And then, actually, this is a funny story. Mm-hmm. I caught an injector crab. And my coach was like, all right, it's time for you to become a coxswain now. And so then I moved. And I was like, I'm okay with that. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that happened. It's, it's really funny. Oh, my gosh. I, it was actually, okay, it was at one of, right before one of the head races, mm-hmm. head of the lagoon. And it was really cold. So yeah. we were pulling up to the start line. And my coxswain was incredibly inexperienced because she had never come to practice. Oh. So oh. <laughs> I caught the crab. I went out. And then I was back in the boat in like a second. Yeah. But it was so embarrassing because the official at the front was like, rower in Oakland strokes, are you okay? And I was just like, yeah, I'm all right. Like, thanks for asking <laughs> and announcing it. What did you, like, how do you get back in? Do you just kind of climb over? Yeah, I just have to like push myself over because I went through the rigor. Mm-hmm. So I was like, great. Like, of all sides to go through. <laughs> but yeah, I wow. pulled myself back in. That's so funny. Oh, and then your coach is immediately like, you need to be a coxswain. Yeah, I mean, I had kind of been talking to her about it before. Okay. But I think this was like the, okay, yeah, you're definitely, you're definitely switching now. Wow. How would you describe the learning process of becoming a coxswain? Because I feel like it's very different than the learning process of learning how to row. Right. Well, I think my experience is maybe a little bit more unique just because mm-hmm. I went from a rower to a coxswain. Yeah. A rower. <laughs> but you were, you were I, a rower. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I think like the learning process is different because, you know, rowers have the immediate feedback. Mm-hmm. Whereas coxswains, you have to experiment and you have to practice and try before you can mm. kind of figure it out. Yeah, I never really thought about how like I feel like the coaching process isn't exactly the same because yeah for us like usually the coaches are like in the launch beside you and they say like oh so and so get your blade in Mm -hmm. but I think I guess I never thought about how for coxswains like it's not really feedback like that like you'll kind of talk a little bit but it's not like they're right up beside you telling you what to do Mm -hmm. because like that wouldn't really work yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh my god I can't imagine yeah Oh, do you need to adjust your microphone? That's okay. That's okay. okay. I'll keep it on. I know. I'm getting hot too. May, do you, should we move to the shade? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. We'll be right back. We're back. We, we adjusted the camera. Do you feel like you're good at directions like in general? Like am I directionally challenged? Yeah. Or are you Actually, directionally I think, gifted? <laughs> I think I can tell other people's mm-hmm. directions really well. Okay, yeah. But when I'm only by myself, I'm like, oh my gosh. So like you're really good in the passenger seat. Yeah, I'm a good passenger seat. Okay, nice. Um, yeah, I would say I'm directionally challenged. <laughs> so was there anything that surprised you about being a coxswain when you started? It was definitely a lot more challenging than I had thought mm-hmm. because as a rower, I would be like, the coxswains aren't doing the workouts. They don't get it. <laughs> yeah. And then no, when I was like steering and coxswain was like, oh god, like <laughs> after that I was like, wow, like like yes, the coxswains aren't doing mm-hmm. the workouts, but they have their own set of 
challenges. challenges. <laughs> yeah. I remember when I was a freshman, so I had a roommate who was on the team and she was a coxswain. Oh, right. Um, hi, Chloe, if you're watching. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's funny because we would talk and she'd be like, oh my God, I wish I was a rower. Like, because she would tell me about all the challenging things about being a coxswain and like for her learning for the first time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, sometimes I would be in those workouts and I'd be like, I wish I was a <laughs> right now because it'd be really nice to be sitting in that boat just sitting there and not just. having to do this. Okay, when I was a freshman, I like, it was after Crew Classic. Um, Colin let us switch our stroke seats and our coxswains. Oh. Um, I like, I was like a coxswain for like, yeah, 15 minutes. And I was like, no, I actually don't ever wish I was a coxswain ever. Like, this is impossible. How does someone develop their own style? Because I feel like coxswains, like, everyone has their own style. That's true. I think it's just based off learning from other people's mm-hmm. tapes, other people's audios, yeah. kind of like what you pick up from your coaches, mm-hmm. your teammates, like what they like, what they don't like, yeah. kind of just bringing it together. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Uh, what of um, my caucus style? Since you've oh. been with me since. Okay, I think I was thinking about this last night. I think <laughs> you have a very personable coxing style. I feel like you really like to get to know all the people in your boat and know what they like and also just kind of like who they are and like what their vibes are. In not rowing you're so like friendly and approachable but then when it comes to like it's it's game time it's race time like it's serious you really know how to like be serious. Oh Jen oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't know like how would you describe your coxing style i think i would agree with that actually yeah, yeah i think uh-huh. that's a pretty good way to say it. like i really do enjoy getting to know the people in my boat i mean mm-hmm. both in the water and off the water yeah i kind of tailor like my coxing towards individuals because mm-hmm. i think that'll make us fast together yeah i think so too i think that's a good way to approach it what kind of recordings did you listen to like was it teammates or like do you listen to like Olympians, or I don't even know if that's published. I've never looked into that. They actually do have okay. constant recordings uh-huh. on YouTube. There's a lot of them. Okay. So I remember like high school, I would spend so much time just like listening, listening. to other people. Yeah. And yeah, I think I also listen to like what the coaches say, mm-hmm. what you guys say, what my other teammates like other coxswains say yeah so yeah okay interesting yeah i remember my my roommate like she would just sit in bed and like listen to recordings and she would play them for like she would play them for our other roommate who wasn't a rower and (laughs) our, our other roommate was like scared when i tell my friends like what my job is Mm -hmm. they're like oh my gosh I don't think I would want someone screaming at me while I'm trying to finish a workout it's not (laughs) but it's not screaming in a mean way it's like screaming I mean I wouldn't even say screaming but like in a in an encouraging intense way yeah so you know obviously I wouldn't want someone screaming at me in a mean way (laughs) (laughs) if someone's gonna encourage me to give it my all then I feel like people would like that that's true yeah so maybe that's a common misconception yeah how do you feel like your relationship with the coaches differs from like our relationship to the coaches as rowers I think Colin does a really good job of like keeping the staff informed like the coxswain staff and like letting us know and he always reminds us like we have to be on the same page Mm -hmm. in order to get like our rowers to be fast because we all have one goal right yeah so it's different because we help the coaches and the team like in executing those goals Mm -hmm. and like having a plan in a sense Mm -hmm. 
whereas the rower's relationship with the coach is perhaps more like like teacher and student. How do you think the metrics of success differ between rowers and coxswains? Well, for rowers, I think it's more numerical. Like mm-hmm. you have that immediate feedback, kind of like yeah. what we talked about before. Mm-hmm. Whereas for coxswains, it takes more time and like what you're hearing back from is from like the rowers, from mm-hmm. your like coaches. So it's different and I think more difficult to measure success for a coxswain because seat races are a little bit different for us, yeah. like seat races compared to rowers. So. Yeah. For yourself, what do you define as like being a, a successful coxswain or like a successful practice for you or race? I don't know. A successful Or like, practice? I guess, what do you strive for as a coxswain? As a coxswain, I strive to help the boat become better by the end of practice. Mm-hmm. We don't have to be the fastest, but we have to do like our best, give it our all so that at the end of practice, we're like, yeah, we made improvements mm-hmm. or at least identify what things we need to focus on for the yeah. next day yeah. and et cetera. That sounds like something I would hear you say <laughs> in practice, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's a really good philosophy to have. What kind of skills do you think are necessary to be a good coxswain? someone who's confident Mm -hmm. because they have to lead the boat for sure so it's important to like trust yourself Mm -hmm. a positive attitude is incredibly important Mm -hmm. because the rowers can sense you Mm -hmm. know what a coxswain is feeling sometimes so it's like the coxswain has to believe Mm -hmm. in themselves and their team yeah do you ever feel like internally like discouraged or something and just feel like you have to like kind of hide it from us do you feel like that ever happens no okay (laughs) I think in those times it's important to communicate with you guys Mm -hmm. and be like maybe why like why things aren't going great like it's important Mm -hmm. to talk about it so then we can all figure out like a game plan to work on it exactly no because I feel like um sometimes as like a rower I feel like if I'm like, if I feel like I'm having kind of a rough day, um, sometimes I kind of feel like I just am like, okay, let me just shut it all in and nobody needs to know. <laughs> so, you know, I'm, I actually really appreciate that you don't approach it that way because I feel like someone who is there to encourage us and work with us, like, is, wants to be vocal about like okay let's not hide the fact that things are yeah. not going well <laughs> like let's talk about it and work through it I think it's good to have transparency mm-hmm. or else like you might start setting expectations for yourself yeah. and then other people are like well I wasn't on board with this mm-hmm. I didn't know this was happening right? exactly so then it's yeah. more confusing yeah and I feel like that comes back to like the whole trust thing too Agreed. like you have to trust everybody with your plan and then like we have to trust you with your mm-hmm. plan so what kind of things do you like to do before a race to like get prepared? What do I do? I race plan. Mm-hmm. So and what does that look like for you? Do you sit down and like write it in a notepad? Yeah, I sit down and I write it out and I kind of visualize and put myself through like what I would imagine a 2K would be like. Mm-hmm. That's about it. I just prepare and then after that, yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you like show up on race day, like what does that feel like? Cause I feel like for me, I'm kind of like anticipating, well, anticipating the pain, but mm-hmm. also the excitement of a 2K. But I feel like for you, there's not the same physical component. So like, what is that like for you? 
for me, I feel like I have to be much more calm mm-hmm. and level-headed. Yeah. So when I come to the race course, I'm excited, mm-hmm. but I'm more like, okay, like what needs to be done in order mm-hmm. for us to launch on time, in order mm-hmm. for et cetera, et cetera. And like check all the conditions, like mm-hmm. wind conditions, water conditions. So a lot more details. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause for me, it's like, I'm coming in with all this adrenaline <laughs> and like, yeah, let's go, let's race, let's do this. And you, you just have to be like, okay, let's plan this all out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I remember when we were doing that scrimmage at Chula Vista and do you remember when Kiana's rigor broke? I do remember that. Right? I think we had just launched and we had done like a loop the other way and Uh we were turning around yeah and as we're going up and doing our 10 Kiana's like what was that (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly um so yeah her rigor broke and then we had to turn around and go back to the dock and um Brooks had a replacement so mm-hmm. he could fix it. So then I think we told Kim, like, hey, Kiana's rigor is broken. So yeah, then I called her. We, like, rushed back. And I remember Kim was freaking out. <laughs> she was so, like, you could tell that she was so stressed out about it. And I remember you were just like, it's fine. We're good. And I was, at me and me and Kiana talked about it later, and we were just so impressed because it was like that could be such a situation where, like, that could throw everyone off and we would just have like a terrible race after that but it went I remember that race went really well and you were so calm and I feel like that made such a huge impact on like how that race went and I don't know how you stayed calm because literally Kim was freaking out and it freaked me out a little bit but I was like okay as long as Bianca is fine then I think I'll be okay so like what's your favorite thing about the sport of rowing my favorite thing hands down is Mm -hmm. the people I get to row with every single day and of course I love my sport I love what I do but it's the people who I'm around and who I get to surround myself with yeah that really make it so much more rewarding and just make me so passionate about it that's so sweet it's very very incredibly true (laughs) (laughs) um okay on the flip side what's like your least favorite thing my least favorite thing I don't think I really have a least favorite thing. Anything you try and do, you're always going to have your ups and downs. Mm -hmm. It's just given. Like, you're always going to have the low, Mm -hmm. and you're always going to have the high. And so it's important to remember that. Do you you not, like, hate waking up early? Are you... I don't. I don't hate it that You much don't hate because it? Because it forces me to sleep early, which I really enjoy. Okay. I, I don't think I've ever heard a college student say I really enjoy going to bed early. I think you're the first person I've ever heard say that. That's very funny. It makes me feel so much more productive also mm-hmm. and it gives me a lot more structure i know i have to like finish my stuff yeah then. and i also just feel so much better when i get enough sleep yeah i like to flex on people by saying i wake <laughs> up at 4 30 <laughs> so even though it kind of sucks you're like i'm making the best out I, of this I, I everyone has like to, to know <laughs> i kind of like to flex on people okay so i guess we kind of talked about this already a little bit with like what makes a good rower or what makes a good coxswain but like what makes a great teammate i think a great teammate is someone who commits to what they say they will mm. so mm-hmm. if they're telling me that they're going hard then I hope that they really are going hard. Yeah. Right? And I think communication is incredibly important. Yeah. So everyone has their off days. That's fine. Sometimes it's important to, like, talk about it. Yeah. But I think the most important thing is honesty. And from that, you can build trust. Mm-hmm. What do you think is the most important? Part? Um, 
I think like consistently lifting each other up is really important because I think rowing's kind of interesting in the sense that we kind of compete with each other um because we like seat race and there's like boating stuff I mean I guess I, I guess that happens on other teams too with like who's the starters and stuff but um when it comes to that kind of stuff like being clear about the fact that like hey we're all still a team we're all supporting each other and like love each other no matter what happens um I feel like that's really important so that we make sure like there's no bad blood here it's all it's all about doing what's best for the team and like working our hardest Mm -hmm. um and I also think yeah getting to know what's going on with like your teammates outside of practice seeing these other aspects of their lives um supporting each other in that way I feel like can really also transfer to practice so Mm -hmm. because then like yeah the whole thing with trust it's like you trust them with your life outside of practice and you trust them with your life inside of practice exactly okay do you have any like pet peeves about rowing pet peeves I feel like this one's a little different for coxswains because like for rowers it's like there's so many things that could be pet peeves like if you catch a crab (laughs) if someone's backsplashing you or if someone's rushing but I don't know do you have pet peeves yes I do Uh is when someone starts rowing without me telling them to or if someone like thinks that they know what my point is so they're stopping I'm like no oh did I ask you to I didn't there's a reason Uh uh-huh so interesting that can just be a little frustrating because it's like I know you're trying to help Uh and I appreciate that but that doesn't necessarily mean you're being helpful. Yeah. Um, I feel like if I was a coxswain, my pet peeve would be people who, um, like, are backseat coxswains. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I do know what you mean. I yeah. do. And I feel like actually our team is, like, good about that, and, like, that doesn't really happen. But <laughs> but it's happened before where I'm like, yeah, that's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Even you, you're like, why are you saying that? Like, that's not your job. Yeah. Yeah, that's frustrating. Um, or just like, you know, rowers really need to focus on the task at hand. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. coxswains can focus on their task. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Was there ever a time that you wanted to like quit rowing? Um, and if so, what made you stay? No, I've never wanted to quit rowing. Okay. I haven't mm-hmm. because I'm very passionate about our team and I... I'm very, very thankful that I get to be on this team. So, yeah. Have you ever considered quitting? Um, you keep you keep asking me all these questions. I want to know. I want to no, but I yeah, think this is I like mean, a conversation. I want to hear what you have to say. Yeah, as well. I feel like um, I I mean I definitely have. Um, and like I don't think people should be afraid to say that. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I feel like you should be honest about it because hard sport like when I started I was kind of like oh gosh I don't know if I can like continue doing this for like more years because it's really intense and Mm -hmm. it was way more intense than anything I'd ever done um so I was like I don't know if I'm gonna make it the next three years but I look where I am now (laughs) Um, thank goodness so so, and I remember thinking like this is a really big time commitment and I was kind of wondering like oh in the future like maybe I'll want to focus more on my career who is that is that Rachel oh my gosh (laughs) do you want to say hi to the podcast hi Rachel 
Hi. <laughs> so funny seeing you. How are you? Hello, YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so this is Rachel. She's a freshman on our team, Hello. and she was just walking by and she saw us recording. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> have a good interview, guys. Thank Thanks. I'm excited to watch it. Thanks. Bye, Bye. Rachel. Okay, so I feel like actually though I have been able to like do career stuff mm -hmm. and like and I still am able to like spend time with people who aren't on the team. So I feel like actually yeah, it was okay and those concerns were, you know, mm -hmm. they were fine. It all worked out. Mm -hmm. And then when my back was really bad. Oh my so gosh. I, do I don't know if that. I talked about this on the on my channel before, but like I had really bad back pain um, during fall quarter. Yeah, I would wake up in the morning and be like Oh, I know practice is really gonna hurt today. So like, I was like, I don't know if I can keep doing this. I started getting treatment. What got me through that period of time was once we got to fall classic and we had a race and I feel like I had a really, really fun day that day. Um, I was like, I really just need to like hold out until spring. And because I feel like that, I really love racing. It's so fun. And I love, I love the quality time that I get to spend with my teammates when we're doing racing. Um, so I was like, if I can just hold out until then. <laughs> but I do, I need, I do need to take care of my back. Mm -hmm. And if you're injured, don't just be like, oh, I don't care. I just want to race. Like actually take care of yourself. But um, yeah. What are some things that you feel like you've sacrificed for rowing? my friendships outside of mm -hmm. rowing sometimes it's difficult because my yeah. friends really like to hang out late at night <laughs> yeah so that's very common late at night slash early in the morning so mm -hmm. i am early in the morning yeah i'm usually like waking up two hours after they've gone to bed oh my gosh. so sometimes it's hard because i don't get to spend that quality time with mm -hmm. them if anything rowing has allowed me to like find structure and so mm -hmm. because of that structure I'm like okay like I know I have to do mm -hmm. this and this like like before. it's made you better at time management is that what you're saying yeah in a way I yeah. think it's funny because after rowing I remember I was like talking to our teammates and they were like well don't have rowing so suddenly I'm procrastinating and not doing <laughs> anything at all until like late at night I know well I remember like our first two weeks of the quarter we weren't allowed to row because mm. like um, because of COVID restrictions. That's right. And you texted yeah. me at like 12 or 1 a.m. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Jen, why are you still awake? <laughs> I know. Well, I was texting you about the survey. Yeah. The surveys that you made. <laughs> which, okay, to tell the podcast or the listeners, Bianca made these really fun surveys about um, like the people on our team, like from every class. So there was like a freshman survey and a sophomore survey and like for every class. And it was like, oh, who's most likely to... <laughs> who's most likely to know how to do a magic trick who's <laughs> most likely to um pick you up if if you called them mm -hmm. or like who's what were what were some of the other ones other ones biggest swifty biggest swifty you won biggest Swifty. i did for my class well yeah. deserved very well deserved <laughs> um um who, who's most likely to get married first? oh right <laughs> um, who has a shopping addiction yes <laughs> um yeah fashion icon fashion icon yeah but anyways it was very fun and yeah i texted bianca to say oh i loved your surveys they're so fun and it was 12 o'clock at night <laughs> but you were awake too so i was awake i was awake <laughs> so, but yeah when i don't have rowing i just remember feeling really off i was like oh what's going on and like i had school but like it felt like i didn't i exactly so. especially because it was all online mm -hmm. and i was at home so i was like oh well, i feel like i'm were. still on vacation right now yeah 
<laughs> well, that's why I came back to San Diego because I was like, okay, mm. I need to like get some work get done. work done, and I could I had more free time to like work on hobbies and stuff. Mm. But yeah, I felt weird. I was yeah. like, this is so weird. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, what do you think is the biggest thing you've learned about yourself from rowing? From rowing? Mm-hmm. Or from, I mean, not being a rower, but... <laughs> from being a rower, well... From, <laughs> from being on the rowing team. From being on the rowing team, I have learned that I really do have to trust myself. Mm-hmm. And that it's okay to make mistakes mm-hmm. because this is quote from Colin every good day on the water means that there's at least three mediocre days and a one not so great day and it's from that that I realized like you have to persevere and you have to keep going Mm -hmm. because the end goal is so rewarding and after you have that like really good day it just sucks you back in right yeah but it's through all that like you have to have grit and Mm -hmm. you have to believe in yourself and your purpose yeah I haven't heard that Colin quote before. You haven't? No. It was very recent, actually. It was oh. it was from him to me, like, he must, a few days oh. ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are some other things that he frequently says? Um, he loves pelicans, right? I've never seen him express his love for pelicans, really? though. Well, earlier in the year, it was during fall, um, there was a pelican sitting on the water, and Junie, like, almost ran into it, like, she, oh my God. she almost ran it over because she thought it was going to, like, move. Move, right. And it didn't. And so then Colin goes, Junie, you almost ran over my favorite bird. <laughs> <laughs> so that was, like, the only time I've ever heard him say that. Uh-huh. But, yeah, I don't know. I, it is apparently his favorite bird. I do. I have seen it in the Instagram comments. Really? Of, of, the, of UCSD Women's Roaming. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, what, what are some other famous Colin quotes? Oh, I remember he said, this was a couple years ago, one of his quotes was like, um, don't be scared. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds kind of dumb. This was when I was a sophomore, I think. He would be like, oh, like, don't be scared. As in, like, no fear. Like, when you approach a piece, like, something that's going to be hard or that, you know, you know, it's going to be painful. Like, don't approach it being scared. Like, just go for it and see what happens. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I really, I, I liked that a lot at the time because I remember when I was a sophomore, I was scared. I'm totally understandable. Like, going from going from novice year onto, like, the varsity team, I was like, yeah, I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now we're going to get into the Crew Chats countdown, which is um, 10 rapid-fire questions at the end of our interview. Okay, so what's your favorite rowing memory? My favorite rowing memory was my novice year four. This one race that we had was so funny because my friend, her oar like popped out of the rigger. (gasps) And so she was just holding the rigger and just like (gasps) sitting in the boat. And we're a hundred meters from the finish line. And it was really funny because she was just like, all the pictures that got her were just like sitting in the boat. (laughs) And then like there was, the stroke seat was just like, okay, like she had no idea what was going on. So yeah. she was going even faster. Mm-hmm. And then the people behind her were so confused and they were trying to follow, but it was so funny. Oh my God. 
I guess it's not my favorite memory, memory but, but it's a funny It's memory. a memorable one, yeah. That is very funny. It's very, yeah. Wow, the entire <laughs> I know, it was just, it was so silly. She was just, like, sitting there up at the catch, like, yeah, well, holding it and, like, going up and forth. Yeah, what are you supposed to do? I, I don't know. know. Like, yeah, you do just kind of have to sit there. So. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, okay, I guess <laughs> my, my second question was, what is your favorite seat to row? Um, my favorite seat to row is bow seat. Okay. Well, it's good that you were actually a rower so that you can answer that question. Mm-hmm. Uh, why Why is that your favorite? My favorite is bow seat because I enjoy watching the people in front of you me. You do? Row. I okay. do. I feel like I actually, well, I mean, I'm fine with any seat, but I do feel like sometimes I get overwhelmed in bow because mm-hmm. there is so much that, that is I can fair. watch. Mm-hmm. And it like, sometimes I'm like a little distracted. And like, <laughs> I need to pay attention to myself. Well, it's interesting because you're a coxswain now, and that's, like, your job. Exactly. Of, like, yeah, you watching actually everyone. are supposed to be watching all these blades and whatever's happening. Right. So, yeah, that's great. It works out. Number three, what's a misconception about being a coxswain? I think a misconception would be that coxswains aren't athletes mm-hmm. or that their only job is to scream their heads off at you guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like that coxswains don't work hard. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah, coxswains do work hard. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, What do you like to eat before practice? I usually eat overnight oats before practice Mm -hmm. in my little mason jar. What is your favorite post-practice snack from the nutrition table or nutrition room? Recently, it has been hard-boiled eggs, which I know is a little (laughs) bit odd, but... It's not weird. Well, I've never liked eggs my entire life, Uh but my roommates started, like, my roommates really like eating eggs, Mm -hmm. so I think I've picked it up from them. Okay. And I just really like the hard-boiled eggs. I don't know why. (laughs) I just don't, but whenever they're not there, I get so sad. (laughs) That's so funny. I never, I don't think I've, I think I've taken the hard-boiled eggs once in my Mm. whole four years. (laughs) Um, number six, um, do you have a pre-race, um, like, pump-up song that you listen to? No, I do not. Okay. I listen to Silence. Okay. What it probably you? helps you focus a little better. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I just, yeah. I've yeah. never really, like, listened to music before. Okay. What is yours? Um, I don't know if I have one uh, in particular. I have a playlist. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it changes. Actually, though, so... You know what song I love listening to before an erg test is, okay, I recently discovered the song Prima Donna by, <gasps> by Marie. That is a really good and, song. I mean, that song is so old, so I don't know how I only discovered it like this year, but I, I've been obsessed with That's that a very song. good song. Um, okay, do you enjoy head races or like 2Ks more? I think I prefer 2Ks. Yeah. I mean, that's like the bulk of what we do. I, yeah. So, yeah. Um, fours or eights? Eights. Yeah. Eights? Yeah. Same. Do you like it because, like, you get to sit face-to-face with us, or? Yeah, I do like that. I like that I can see my stroke seat Mm -hmm. and that we can talk. And also the feeling of a locked eight is just insane. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, what would you say to someone who's interested in trying rowing or like trying to be a coxswain? I would say that you should totally try it and push yourself out of your comfort zone because you 
gained so many experiences mm -hmm. and friendships and you learn so much about yourself and about other people and it's just an incredibly rewarding sport and once you get sucked in it's like there's no turning back it's incredibly rewarding and one of the best decisions I have ever made agreed agreed um Okay, what's one thing that you would recommend this week? And it can be literally anything. If you don't have one, I can go first. Also. You can go first. Yeah. Okay, so this weekend I tried this um, cider. The brand I think was called Ace. It, it was like this guava cider and it was really good, like alcoholic cider. So like if you're not 21, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not recommending this to anyone who's not 21 or of legal drinking age, but um, but it was really good. Like I, it, okay, if you like fruity drinks, then you would probably like this. Um, Cause it's, I would say it's pretty sweet, but it was really good and I love guava and they have all the like different flavors. Like they have mango, pineapple. Um, so yeah, it was really good and something different from the traditional apple cider, so yeah. Mm. That sounds yummy. Guava. So good. I would recommend that you call someone you love Aww. and you tell them that you love them. That's sweet. And that you care because everyone can use a little pick me up. Yeah. So it's important to let the people you know or people you care about know. So I recommend contact. alcohol. Bianca recommends <laughs> something really good for your soul um, and the souls of the people that you call. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, thank you so much for doing this interview. I had such a fun time. Thank you so much for having me, Jen. I had a very good time. Oh, thank I you I love so our much. conversations. Anyways, okay, so I'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Thanks for having me.